welcome to the show guys uh, so we're gonna start off with something that I found really surprising the other day uh, is actually right after the podcast uh, 15 ended um, apparently if you use CCleaner on your computer which I actually do um, there was actually a virus attached to CCleaner uh, if you did any updates between August 15th and September 12th, uh, which apparently is version 5.33, your system is more than likely compromised and you will want to either restore or reinstall everything. Um, and this is a tweet from Florian Pouchet. Uh, really crazy situation. It's kind of ironic because that's what CCleaner is supposed to be for, is to fight off viruses and things like that. But uh, Apparently, even CCleaner can get in trouble with that. Uh, so yesterday, uh, the other thing that was interesting f from CNN, uh, Donald Trump speaking to the UN. Unfortunately, the video doesn't appear to be working. I would play it for you guys. Um, but to summarize, what he was saying is that the UN has not reached its full potential because of bureaucracy and mismanagement. Um, what was also interesting is that he was clearly reading from s prepared statements and uh, one of the things that he was saying was that the U.S. and the U.N. should protect whistleblowers. Um, and any time that you hear a president saying that they should protect whistleblowers, especially somebody like Donald Trump who complains about leaking, um, you, you can tell he must be reading that. Uh, so I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, then there was this from First Take where it was Kyrie Irving talking about uh, LeBron James. Did you speak to LeBron James or talk to LeBron James before you, before you and your representatives met with ownership to let them know that you wanted out? Why not? Why would I have to? If you don't speak to somebody about it, they might take it personal. Yeah. Do you care about that at all? No. Uh, so some interesting comments there by Kyrie Irving about LeBron James and leaving the Cleveland Cavs. Also interesting news yesterday uh, came from the WWE about uh, bringing back Starcade uh, for the first time in, I believe, two decades. Um, so they're bringing that back on November 25th. They're actually bringing it back to Greensboro, which uh, is where it all started. Um, and yeah, it is actually the first time in two decades. They're doing two steel cage matches. Um, but it's very much this card, and this was a tweet from the Greensboro Coliseum, it's very much a card that kind of spoils what the future of the WWE is going to look like, and it doesn't look that different compared to what it already does look like. Uh, WWE champion Jinder Mahal taking on Shinsuke Nakamura inside the steel cage um, for the WWE Championship. So obviously, uh, it doesn't look like the WWE Championship is going to be changing hands at Hell in a Cell. Then we've got the Women's Championship uh, match also being in a steel cage uh, with SmackDown's Women's Champion Natalya taking on Charlotte Flair. Uh, so again, the Women's Championship doesn't look like it's going to be changing hands anytime soon. The United States Champion AJ Styles taking on Baron Corbin and Rusev. So uh, the US title doesn't look like it's going to be changing hands anytime soon and the SmackDown Tag Team Championships uh, will be defended by New Day against the Usos. So again, it doesn't look like those titles will be changing hands anytime soon. So uh, kind of disappointing when you see spoilers like that, um, especially inadvertently, but uh, 
interesting that the WWE is bringing back Starcade after two decades of it not being around. Um, inter interesting that they're bringing it back to Greensboro, and interesting that uh, they're going back to its roots with steel cage matches as the main event. Sticking with wrestling, uh, Global Force Wrestling's pay-per-view Bound for Glory is going to be in Ottawa, and the arena that they're going to be using is actually this one, uh, which someone says looks like the site of a small car boot sale. Um, really, really small uh, arena that they're going to be using. Uh, so yeah, so Mike on Twitter is saying, is this the actual venue that they're going to be going to? And I can't believe it either. That seems like a pretty small arena, if you want to call it that, to have a major pay-per-view for your show. But uh, that seems to be the way that Global Force Wrestling is going these days. Um, then there was another interesting story from Bloomberg yesterday about Equifax officials being under investigation for selling stock before the cyber hack was revealed. Uh, so very interesting investigation there. Uh, Conan O'Brien had an interesting tweet. He was saying, thoughts and prayers go out to Lay's potato chips who are clearly having a nervous breakdown uh, where they had even a gumbo flavor, which is, you know, so many flavors that Lay's has right now, but that's going a bit far. Uh, and then going back to wrestling, uh, imagine if they gave Asuka, who's actually going to be getting called up to Raw soon, uh, the Pennywise gimmick, and she debuted by hiding either under the ramp or the ring, and Alexa, Alexa Bliss uh, finds her there. I thought that would be pretty interesting. Um, then there was a tweet from WWE Creative Humor. When did Bo Dallas turn into Hunter S. Thompson? If you were watching Raw the other night, uh, you probably noticed the shades he was wearing and just the outfit he was wearing. He looked very much like Hunter S. Thompson. Then going into politics, the U.S. government is monitoring Paul Manafort um, under secret court orders, and there is a report from CNN about that. Uh, John Potteritz tweeted out, So Trump knew they were tapping Manafort, and he considered those his wires because they were in his building. Uh, so very good point there. And then... Uh, yesterday, The Hill tweeted out the Senate passed a $700 billion defense bill after delays from hundreds of proposed amendments. Um, and I responded to that saying, no matter how broken the government, the military-industrial complex always appears to win. Uh, Adam Schiff tweeted out, uh, there's a new name, same Trump care. Graham Cassidy takes health care away from millions to pay for tax cuts for the wealthiest few. Uh, Sarah Silverman responded to that saying, fucking money-grubbing assholes. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Shams tweeted out, free agent center Andrew Bogut has agreed to a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers, so a pretty interesting signing for them. Bogut, obviously, uh, with the leg injury uh, in his debut with the Cavs, um, so interesting to see that the Lakers are taking out a flyer on Andrew Bogut. I, you know, obviously they don't really have much to lose in doing that, um, but the upside could be big for them. Uberfax tweeted out, uh, after the attack on Pearl Harbor, Canada declared war on Japan before the U.S. even did, so that was pretty interesting. 
uh, Billionaire Mindset tweeted out, don't ever forget who was there for you when no one else was. So I thought that was a good thought. Uh, WWE Creative Humor going back into Raw last night, saying that, okay, Braun Strowman destroying uh, Enzo Amore is the closest Vince McMahon will ever come to airing porn on Raw. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, WWE Creative Humor also tweeted out, who wants to wait for the inevitable interruption of Elias? Because every time he plays his guitar, there's always somebody that will interrupt. Uberfax also tweeted out from the Smithsonian that flowers apparently can catch STDs. Who knew? Uh, and then going back to Raw, Jason Jordan tripping on the steps pretty much sums up the push that he's getting, I thought. And then... A medium happy tweeted out that an advanced copy of Trump's speech to the UN today indicates that he will command North Korea to bend the knee, uh, which had me wondering, has Trump been watching uh, Neville from WWE because that's his catchphrase. <laughs> and then Donald Trump today spoke about North Korea to the UN, and he again used the name Rocket Man to describe Kim Jong-un. No nation on earth has an interest in seeing this band of criminals arm itself with nuclear weapons and missiles. The United States has great strength and patience, but if it is forced to defend itself for its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. The United States is ready, willing, and able, but hopefully this will not be necessary. That's what the United Nations is all about. That's what the United Nations is for. Let's see how they do. Uh, so Annie Linsky tweeted out that Trump tells the UN that the world is dangerous and some countries are, quote, going to hell. So, you know, to see this type of language in the UN, Rocket Man going to hell, it just goes to show you that this guy should not be the President of the United States. Um, it's just ridiculous language for somebody to be speaking to the UN. Um, and there's, there's actually some good tweets about that, which we'll talk about later in the show. Um, Cartoon Network tweeted out that there's a new member of the Powerpuff Girls named Bliss, and I'm wondering if they're named that after Alexa Bliss from the WWE. Um, but this was the tweet, United Nations interpreters translating Rocket Man, and there was a funny gif here with that. Uh, the Hubble Telescope tweeted out um, that there's a new planet that they've discovered, WASP-12b, uh, the planet that eats light. Uh, this hot Jupiter, 4,600 degrees Fahrenheit, is as black as asphalt. Uh, so some pretty interesting bit of news there. And there was a tweet from, from Investigate Russia uh, with an interesting bit from Morgan Freeman. So I wanted to play that for you guys. We have been attacked. We are at war. Imagine this movie script. A former KGB spy 
angry at the collapse of his motherland, plots a course for revenge. Taking advantage of the chaos, he works his way up through the ranks of a post-Soviet Russia and becomes president. He establishes an authoritarian regime, then he sets his sights on his sworn enemy, the United States. And like the true KGB spy he is, he secretly uses cyber warfare to attack democracies around the world. Using social media to spread propaganda and false information, he convinces people in democratic societies to distrust their media, their political processes, even their neighbors. And he wins. Vladimir Putin is that spy, and this is no movie script. Uh, so Jeff Mason tweeted out, um, there are loud murmurs in the room in, in the UN um, as Donald Trump was saying that the only choice for the United States may be to destroy North Korea. Uh, a friend of mine, Wes, tweeted out, I'm in Europe right now. Servers automatically ask uh, where in the States I'm from. I've never been prouder to correct them that I'm Canadian. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, interesting tweet also by Owen Williams, uh, who's saying that the iPhone 8 reviews are out. And the general feeling is if you have a 6, 6S, or a 7, uh, you probably don't need it at all. Um, and to be honest, uh, you can go back you know, to episode X or episode 10 of this podcast, and that was pretty much how I felt about the iPhone 8 as well. It's, it doesn't seem like it's that great, um, especially if you have... Uh, I was saying the 7, but they're going as far back as the 6 and 6S, so um, not a lot there. Um, then it was interesting uh, to see, and this is actually a tweet from uh, Colin Campbell, actually, um, showing John Kelly reacting as he listened to President Trump's UN speech uh, with his head in his hands. And I was saying that this is more and more you see John Kelly's reactions to Donald Trump's uh, speeches, and you could easily make the memes for disappointed parents. <laughs> it's that bad. <laughs> uh, so in case I have to edit this part out because of the music, uh, Uberfax tweeted out um, what you should do if you encounter a bear. Um, so definitely, if you're interested, check that out, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton. Um, then there was a tweet from Dan Diamond saying where the GOP stands on Graham Cassidy, which is the new version of Trump Care. Um, basically, almost every Republican senator thinking about it, uh, Paul the only one with a no so far. Um, and what Dan's tweeting out is that it takes three Republicans saying no uh, to stop this bill, so only one so far. Um, interesting tweet from Mitch McConnell saying that Graham and Cassidy's plan allows governors to do what they think is best for their individual state and my response to that is because after seven years you guys meaning those senators still don't know what would be best for health care even though they do know for some reason that Obamacare is not the best thing for the American people. Uh, Paul McLeod tweeted out, here's where we're at. Republicans are essentially threatening to hold Obamacare markets hostage by not stabilizing them if repeal fails. 
a bipartisan group of governors came out today calling for a bipartisan stabilization bill, not Graham Cassidy, and then he provides a link there as well. Um, switching gears, uh, a tweet that I sent out earlier today that got a lot of response uh, was based on rumors that uh, Matt Duchesne, it's very possible, could could end up getting traded to the Ottawa Senators, especially with uh, an injury that they had recently with White getting injured. Uh, so they definitely have needs uh, on their blue line, but also now up front down the center as well. Um, so I was just saying that Duchesne to the Senators makes a lot of sense, um, but we'll get back to that. Uh, the other thing that I tweeted out today uh, was today was uh, really I think the first chance people had to use and update and install uh, iOS 11 uh, if they have an Apple device and a lot of people I was reading the reviews of it they seem to be really into it uh, I did the update and it's a little bit fancier uh, in terms of like the menu options and what it looks like the presentation of it but it doesn't really doesn't really impress me to be honest so it's pretty boring overall is what I was saying um, but yeah a lot of people seem to be into iOS 11 I updated and it just didn't really seem to be that great um, but it's interesting to see that a lot of people were interested in it um, so my tweet about the senators going after uh, Duchesne uh, led to Nick tweeting back how so Carlson out leaves one big hole at at, de at defense at the blue line uh, you know you're going to have to give up another defenseman to get him right and it will be uh, Chabot I said well with White out I think there's definitely a need down the middle uh, so Nick responded back so you're willing to part with Chabot to fill a hole left by a young player who will be back by December man I wish you were the Sens general manager I responded back I said sure uh, if nothing else it would piss off uh, Montreal Canadiens fans because they also want Duchesne and I responded back that Carlson is going to be back in November by the way so he's pointing out that White will be back in December I'm saying okay fine but your defenseman that you're worried about losing is going to be back by November so even earlier than the center that you've lost so the bigger hole is in the middle and that's why Duchesne makes sense not to mention the fact that, as I'm saying, it would do more than piss off Montreal. Montreal has a definite need for a center. They have for a long time. Um, Duchesne would make the most sense, and if you take that option away from Montreal, you're really hurting a rival team. Um, interesting stats from Sportsnet today about the odds for all seven Canadian teams winning the Stanley Cup. Of course, the Oilers with McDavid have the greatest odds at plus 900. Uh, the Maple Leafs, though, surprisingly, were the second, uh, second best favorite uh, with plus 1,400 team odds to win the Stanley Cup. So they were ahead of the Canadiens. They were ahead of the Senators uh, and the Flames. Uh, so pretty interesting odds there. And then Tim and Sid had a really good uh, match game today that I wanted to share with you guys on this podcast as well because there were some really good tweets for that. Uh, it was about the Flames season, so the Flames season will be blank. Uh, so a lot of really good responses. Uh, Jeremy tweeted, the Flames season will be saddle doomed with government red tape. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Reuters tweeted out uh, that there was an exclusive that the Trump 
administration is using campaign Republican National Convention funds to pay legal bills from the Russia probe. Uh, and John Dowd, Trump's lead lawyer, uh, is declining to say how the president's legal bills were being paid, adding that it's none of your business. So some pretty shady business dealings going on uh, with the Trump administration as usual. Um, Nicholas Grossman tweeted out, uh, sad man gives speech he didn't write on issues he doesn't understand to an organization he doesn't like for reasons he can't explain. Uh, of course, talking about Donald Trump to the UN. And that will be how we end the show. So I want to thank you guys for watching the podcast. Be sure to share and like this podcast. Be sure to watch us on YouTube. Uh, listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. Um, and we will see you guys on the next episode.